Check my inbox and what do I see? Just another day, another T-R-A-D-E I'm an addict And I need it in my veins, I'm an addict Otherwise I feel plain now Every day I wake up, people got a problem Making all these trades up, got me singing got em, But I've been paid up, I even started from the bottom See I don't wait up, I ain't even playing possum So what it cost them, just a couple of first. Can't believe that it worked, not to say I'm a jerk But I'm an addict, it's what I said in the first You can curse who you want, you can pray in your church But I'ma keep tapping return, I win up I learn I ain't trying to burn any bridges I yearn For the feeling I earn, I'ma win it's a turn You had a cheek before I drop you like the beat I'm an addict, and I'm not really ashamed I'm an addict, I'm a climber with the brain I'm an addict, and the pot is what I'm playing I'm an addict, Russell Rocky Other names, Trade Addicts Pod Let's go I am Rocky Petrella, and I have a trading problem. I am Andrew Hall, and I still have a trading problem. I'm Matt Renshaw, and I have a trading problem. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 287 of the Trade Addicts Podcast. Uh, Proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network, the DAP Network, if you will. Andrew, don't leave me hanging. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) And we will. Uh, so we're here tonight. Uh, Russ had to take the night off, but as you heard, I have Andrew Hall with me, my fellow junkie. Andrew, we're, we're at the midway point of the fantasy season. How you feeling? I'm feeling that all of my teams are in the middle and are still contending, like I put out on Twitter today. Like This is one of those seasons that I feel like I've had some really bad beats. I've had some bad injuries. The Bijan thing this week where he you know, it was entirely healthy and then put up, what, three yards? You know what I mean? Like, there's been some really fluky things. But overall, halfway through, I'm happy to still be alive and not – I don't have a lot of 1-6 and six or 0-7 oh teams. That's all I'm going for. Well, apparently not entirely healthy. Apparently had a tummy ache or something. I, oh. I don't know what the hell was going on. Sure. But, sure. Uh, he had emotional damage. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Caused me emotional damage. That's right. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was contagious. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we also have a great guest here tonight, uh, Renshaw from the Dynasty Dads podcast. Uh, Renshaw, tell everybody who you are. I sort of told them what you do, but tell them what you yeah. do, where they can find what you do. So I'm at that Renshaw guy on Twitter, uh, part of the Dynasty Trade Calculator podcasting group. Stop guessing. Start calculating. Uh, <laughs> Dynasty Dads podcast is at Dynasty Dads. Uh, Garrett Greb is, is busy tonight. Uh, couldn't couldn't be a part of the show but he's here in spirit um so you can find all of our stuff on twitter uh, we we drop a show every thursday we, you could, we it drops thursday morning check it out during the game thursday night sounds good um so andrew andrew uh, mentioned how he's how, how are you feeling at the uh pretty much the halfway point of the fantasy season regular regular season here anyway i i, I feel a lot like andrew uh the the leagues where i'm contending where i went into the season going yep i, I got a shot I'm still in contention. Uh, the leagues where you know you're doing a rebuild, got some opportunities to sell some pieces. So I'm I'm happy. Nobody's really disappointed me as far as team wise yet this year. So I'm sure a big collapse is coming in the next few weeks. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much where you guys are too. I I have been fairly successful this year so far uh, with all the teams I'm trying to contend. I had one which but it's a 16 team Debbie league so I'm like I don't really know if I count that one. So yeah, <laughs> uh, I yeah. I thought I was going to finally contend this year after some rebuilding and it's not looking that way. So uh but for, for the rest of them it's going pretty well. But uh we'll get into your uh little interview here cuz this is your first time on the podcast. So uh, we get to we get to go through the interviews. So 
Uh, how long have you been playing fantasy? Oh, man. Coming up on, I feel like 20 years. So my first league was when I was in high school with uh, a few buddies uh, from from work. Um, we worked at a movie theater all in high school, started something together. Um, and that league, it was a redraft league. Obviously, everybody starts, well, it feels like everybody starts with a redraft league. That league is still every year had new members come in, but there's like a core seven of us that have uh, have been through it for, I want to say it's like year 18. So that that's how we started. Um, got into Dynasty. I feel like I'm in Dynasty, uh, man, eight, eight to 10 years. Um, started with, uh, I started with Dynasty Baseball, actually. Um, and then I was in a keeper league with these same guys. We started a, or we, I was in the redraft league. Then we started a keeper league and kind of like got our feet wet with, rolling over with teams and players and whatnot. And then that eventually morphed into a dynasty league. Uh, my first dynasty league, uh, I'm thinking year wise. I know I, I had the fourth pick. I moved up to the first pick to draft Des Bryant. So that oh, kind of wow. gives us a, a ballpark yeah. of when it's before, before I started. Yeah. So it's, it's been, a, it's been a bit, um, but that league is, is still again, still together um, and, and, and going strong. So it's been fun. I really enjoy dynasty. Um, I think it kind of, I always, I wanted to make trades and, and since it's the trade addicts podcast, I think that makes sense. And in redraft leagues, if you fall out of it, what do you have to trade? Like there's no, there's no, yeah. like I can't. So that's what, for me, the, the benefit, like if I'm a tanking or losing team, it's, I can go, all right, I can make, make, get picks for next year or trade my picks. I've got useful pieces uh, to kind of make a run. So I, I think that helps in dynasty it's one of the benefits over redraft to me. Yeah. And I definitely dynasty is my thing, but those home redraft leagues are great. I have one that's been going, I think 21 years now at this wow. point um, with uh, I think eight of the same guys. So yeah, it's been, uh, been quite a while now. And yeah, I was always the guy that was trading way too much in those leagues. So yeah, exactly what you said, like dynasty yeah. was like a godsend. Cause it, it's yeah. the, I used to get like ridiculed for how much I would trade. Like, yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I, just to, to add a little bit too, like I, I'm in a home redraft league that's been going, I'm in for 20 years, but it's been going for 25, same logic, right? Eight of the same guys. And it got right. to the point where that was the only league I was in. And I was just sending offers all the time to the point where they're like, God, you got to stop. Like it, it, I'm not, yep. tra- I'm not trading. Was me. <laughs> and I was like, well, then what am I going to do? And then of course, January rolls around and I got nothing. So that, yep. thank God I found dynasty. <laughs> yep, exactly. Okay. So you've been playing dynasty a while longer, like you said, longer than me. So, uh, Give us uh, one or two of your best or wor- and worst trades. <clears throat> From a value standpoint, that, that first Dynasty League I was in, um, uh, I was kind of building up for a rebuild, and I had a bunch of first-round picks. Um, and I want to say it was Mahomes' second year. And it's a one-quarterback league, not a super flex. And I traded two firsts uh, for Mahomes, which ended up being 101 and 104, um, which – dumb right you, you think you traded 101 and 104 for a quarterback in a single qb league i won the league so it's all that matters i mean right that's yeah. that's what we play for um <laughs> uh, so that i mean value wise that was probably one of the worst but it ended up with the best um best outcome uh, do you remember who the 101 and 104 were i know i wasn't sure if you said what year i i saquon comes to mind it could have been uh, it's been a few years um, yeah but it wasn't it wasn't Mahomes' rookie year, but when he started, I think it was his second, his sophomore season. So mm-hmm. um eighteen and, and, then, right? Yeah, sound that sounds right. 
Um, Barkley was 18. More recently. I, if I remember correctly, the, there wasn't a lot of greatness in the uh, Saquon draft first round either. If, if, no, no. Yeah. And it, like I said, one quarterback. So, it, I mean, after him. Yeah. Um, more recently, I, I told I mean, I told you guys off air, but um, Andrew's in the league with me. I'm in a league where we can roster 32 in the offseason, but cut down to 25 uh, before the first game. And I had the hard decision of I had this late round rookie that I really liked, but I couldn't couldn't keep him. So I traded Puka Nakua for a 24 third, which hurts now. Yeah, hurts now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, in the, at the time, cutting down, it, it is what it is. You know, it's one of those you make a bad trade, you get over it. I've had conversations to try to get him back, but um, it's, he may it's be rare. the one that got away. It's rare that one that turns around that like in a month, like that quickly that you realize, oh, that was a bad trade now. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. usually it takes a little while, and you're like, oh crap, I wish I hadn't done that. Yeah, but uh, Puka's looking really, really good. But uh, yeah. what is a um, oh, wait, you gave me two bad ones. Did you give me a good one? Uh, does the Mahomes one count? Well, I was going to say, I think the Mahomes one was a good one. I, th- because I, I think yeah, I'm we okay with it. I thought you said it was a well, bad one. That's too. why I wasn't sure what you were. You, oh, no. you were like the bad trade, one quarterback league. But the, yeah, you did win the league. Okay. I, won. I wasn't yeah. sure if you were I mean, calling that yeah, a good one or a bad one. No, no, no I, I, I'd call I, that a win. I, I have well, a, a, my I have my home, my first home dynasty league. I have my, I took Mahomes in an auction uh, his rookie year for like $3. Um, nice. We only did the, the the initial draft, and I, yeah, I just took a flyer and I I held on to him the whole first year, um, even in a one quarterback league. And yeah, he's definitely it, it, even in a one quarterback league. Mahomes is is a huge part Game of helping you. I've been contending in that league almost every year, and a big part of it, I think, is Mahomes, even in a one quarterback league. Well, and I just looked it up because I was curious. Other players in that eighteen draft were like Darius Geis, Carryon Johnson, DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley, Baker Mayfield. Like there's some of yeah, Penny. So there's some of those guys that were misses, like Darius Geis, Carry on yeah. Johnson. Those yeah. are bad ones. At 104, you could have had Carry on Johnson and yeah. just been like, "Oh, what have I done?" Right. I would rather have Mahomes over Barkley in a one QB league even right now. So I think longevity and everything else aside, I think that's a pretty good trade. I'm okay with yeah. it. I remember a one QB league uh, I co-managed with a buddy um, that I took uh, Geis at the 102 and Penny at the 107 in. Uh, in that league. So yeah, that, that, that draft was not ideal. So, um, uh, but what is a guiding principle you take with you, uh, when you, when you're uh, trading in dynasty? So, so, I mean, there's different, there's different builds. Uh, one of the things I do when I'm doing like a rebuild, like I, I take over an orphan, I've done a few threads, uh, throughout the years on when I, when I adopt an orphan, you know, dad terminology. Um, and I come in and, and on a rebuild for me, Personally, it's more quantity over quality, which is kind of an argument that you hear. You you want quality over quantity. No, I want a bunch of lotto tickets, and then I can flip those lotto tickets for more lotto tickets, lose along the way, and then kind of build my capital. Um, I did a thread this offseason, uh, kind of the same idea, where I traded. Uh, it was actually in TA10. Um, I won the league. Uh, humble brag. Uh, and I, <laughs> I I moved Herbert and I moved Herbert for like the 101 and the 103 and a couple quarterbacks. Um, and I just kind of trade, continued to trade and trade and trade and trade. And eventually you, you put all the big trades together and it was like Nelson Aguilar for this, this hall of players um, that I got throughout the other deals. So when I'm doing a rebuild or even sometimes when you're trying to contend, 
it's not it doesn't always have to be quantity over or quality over quantity. You can get a bunch of different little pieces and, and kind of make it your own, especially if you're in an active league where you know guys are going to trade. I joined an orf or I took over an orphan this off season. It's a it's not a dead league, but it's not as active as I'd like to see. Uh, and it's really hard to to do rebuilds when guys don't really want to make Oof, moves until right. March. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, a question yeah. I ask a lot of people when they say, should I rebuild? And my first question, well, how active is the league? Like, is, is yeah. it going to be easy to rebuild or difficult? If it's going to be difficult, you might want to think two years ahead. Like, it's going to take yep. some time to slog through yep. that. If it's easy and lots of people trading, rebuilding can be done in no time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but I, I, I do like that, the, the, the quantity uh, over quality thing, just because, yeah, there's so much. Uh, so many guys don't have, I mean, we're just talking about it. Like, we loved all those guys in that 2018 first round, and the majority of them, uh, did very little. Uh, and Jalen uh, Rager, Nikhil Harry. I mean, like we, we yeah. go, Andy Isabella. Like, there are so many players I was all on. Treadwell. Not ha- yeah. <laughs> Even if you think back to like use this off season, uh, guys like Tank Dell, late round yeah. pick. You could get him super cheap. There's your lotto ticket. Puka's another Puka one. Nikua, I mean, we kind yeah. of talked about <laughs> it. You grab those guys, they blow up. Cool. I'm going to trade you for a first now. I mean, whatever, whatever the concept is. So, um, and if you have a bunch of those, the odds are you might hit one. Yeah, but they're easier to acquire. That's the bonus, yeah. right? Yep, they're cheaper. Yep. Okay, and uh, normally we would do the news here, but we were talking before the show. There's not much news. We even asked Frank in the chat. You know, anybody who listens to this pod knows Frank in the chat is often the, right. uh, the giver of our news here. You know, there's a lot of it getting arrested and a couple minor injuries, and yeah, there's nothing really dynasty impacting here. So uh, we're just going to move on to our trades and listener questions uh Renshaw as the guest uh we got a bunch of trades we got a few listener questions what do you want to do first uh let's let's leave the trades for last so we'll do the questions first all righty we'll get to the listener questions our guy is sending dissent sends a question almost every week i love it uh is it teabag season in chicago uh teabag is the uh, new name of tyson badgen on twitter apparently so uh i'll just do these one at a time instead of reading them all at once so so, Rancho, is it teabag season in Chicago? I mean, the guy won. Is is this the best quarterback DJ Moore has ever played with? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what I mean? I love like, it. I love look it. at what I he's doing. It, I love it. <laughs> no, well, I mean, wait, he's DJ a he's, three touchdowns with field, so no. <laughs> uh, he's uh, he's he won a game. Uh, he didn't look terrible in the game he came in. He's a he's a spot start guy. Fields is back this week, I think. I, I think it's probably yeah. next week. They're saying he's likely yeah. doubtful still. For he's this Sunday season. night, so, yeah. But it's the Bears. You know, I mean, is he exciting? Cool. Does he have a neat nickname? I like it. I'm not going to complain. <laughs> uh, is he taking over the starting job? Absolutely not. No. 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 Yeah. I, 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 I have no interest in Tyson Bash. <laughs> I like, yeah, he looked fine. He, he did well uh, for a rookie, undrafted rookie. But like you said, he's not taking over Fields. Even if they move on from Fields, they are not starting Tyson Badgett next year. Yeah. I will bet everything I have on that. Uh, if they don't start, if Justin Fields is still not there, it's probably because they're drafting Caleb Williams or Drake May or something. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, unless you want to uh, say anything on Tyson Badgett, Andrew, I'll move on to the next part of uh, our I, guys. Teabag's a great nickname. I'm with Renshaw. Like that's <laughs> yeah, awesome. I agree. That's Absolutely awesome. love it. <laughs> I almost want to acquire a share just so I can be like, yeah, I got Teabag on my roster. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys you said it all. Yeah. I started him in a league this week oh, did you win i'm not trying to win no no oh. it's, it's a rebuild <laughs> okay <laughs> um, that's how you do it 
Uh, okay, so uh, I'll throw the, the next part of uh, Ascending Descent's question to you, Andrew, uh, as, and then we'll all talk about it. Quentin Johnson or Jameson Williams? Who you got? Can I take neither for a hundred hours? I was going to say, uh, which I'm, underperforming I'm, guy so far through their career do you have faith in, if either? So, in in theory, it should be Jamison Williams. I think we've seen a little bit more from him. I think that that offense is maybe a little bit better for him and things like that. But and because Quentin Johnson just hasn't done much, if anything, really in that offense. But Jamison Williams coming out of this, you know, two years worth of drama and then the gambling and then landing and not dominating like everybody wanted. I mean. I would rather have QJ because I think that his upside is technically higher. Uh, we haven't seen, I mean, the floor is probably the same for both, but we just, I just don't know if we've seen Quentin Johnston's upside. Uh, and I, I feel like maybe we have with JMO. So I'm going to lean Quentin Johnston, but it feels bad either way. You know, like I just, I, it feels grimy. Both of these guys are those in a couple of years could be those guys. We talk about like Jalen Rager and Nikhil Harry and Andy Isabella, like just what happened here. So Give me Quentin, but I don't like it. <laughs> what about you, Renshaw? See, I, I I like I like Williams. Uh, not, I mean, like you said, they're both. Which one's the? I, I don't want to say mean things, but we, which one of the underperforming wide receivers? Yes, would you rather have? They're both the same age. Williams has been in the league longer. Um, you're starting to see flashes. Could he? Could he be? Could he finally develop? Maybe I think he's in a offense that's better suited for him. Um, Quentin Johnson's maybe the third receiving option in, in for the Chargers. Uh, JMO could be the second for, I mean, depending on Laporta is probably the guy right now. Um, so same age. I'll take the guy that's been in the league a little longer and he's probably a little cheaper to acquire right now. Hmm. I- Cheaper. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That, that could be tricky. I know there's some people I, selling QJ think, for dirt cheap. I'm just. Saying. I think he probably is just because, like you said, because he has been longer and hasn't done anything. Like I think there's still it's only six weeks or uh, for or uh, seven weeks for uh, Quentin Johnson. Um, whereas you know we've now got a year and a half of Jamison Williams doing nothing. I, I kind of agree that he's a little cheaper, and I would still lean towards Jamison Williams too. Though I, I liked Williams better coming out. Um, Obviously, the injury was a factor last year, and then the suspension this year. I, I still don't have a lot of hope for uh, really either at this point, but uh, Jamison Williams especially, just because uh, just historically, no matter what the reason is, even if it is injury, if a guy does zero his first year, it's really a bad – like you rarely see a guy, even if he's injured, and the re- that's the reason for his lack of – you rarely see them like hit after that. There, there are exceptions, but uh, it's not a good sign. Uh, I don't, I, I don't love what we're seeing out of Quentin Johnson so far either. Um, but I would rather, like, uh, like Renshaw said, take the flyer on James Williams, who I think is probably a little cheaper. Uh, people still remember that they drafted Quentin Johnston in the first round just not too long ago. So, uh, yeah, I'll take the flyer on Jameson and uh, see what happens. But. The last question was, uh, do we think Jacoby Beef Brisket Brissette will make an appearance soon? Which this is, <laughs> this is really more of a, a Sam Howell question, I suppose. Uh, I've never been a big Sam Howell supporter. Uh, I know a lot of people liked him. Uh, I, I just, I, there's a reason the guy went in the fifth round. I, I didn't love his tape. Uh, I, when I watched him, I know people, you know, he lost all his weapons his senior year. 
Uh, even the year before, I, I watched and thought he's likely more of an NFL backup, but maybe that's just me. I know he's got the running ability, but Renshaw, what do you think? Where are you, where are you at on Sam Howell, and do you think they would actually pull him for Jacoby Brissett? I, I only know of one uh, Sam Howell-like fan, uh, Travis May. It, if he listens, Travis, I, I'm giving you a shout out here. Um, Zach, Zach Reed's a pretty big Sam Howe fan. Is he? Okay. So yeah. they are out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, what are the, what are the, no, I almost called them their, their, their wrong name. Uh, what are the commanders trying to do? Are they trying to win? Hal hasn't you been. You tell me. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't been off. The offensive line has been awful. Dude's on that, pace that to break true. the sack record. Uh, whereas is Brissett more mobile than Howell? I don't. I don't think all the the blame here falls on Howell. I think the coaching staff has some questions. Um, I'm personally not a big believer in Eric Bieniemy as an offensive coordinator. Mix that in with with Sam Howell and the belief or unbelief in him. It's just weird. Like, I, I don't think Sam Howell's the long term answer. I don't think Brissett is the long-term answer there. I think they're going to draft a guy with this QB class coming in that's pretty deep. Um, and I think the new coach is going to have his his pick of who uh, who they want, new ownership. It just kind of makes sense to reset the position there. Yeah, I'm the, and for the record, I feel like I should mention, because I've kind of been ripping him, and uh, Renshaw wasn't speaking too highly either. But uh, he is, for fantasy, he's QB 15, which is not that bad. Right. Uh, but from a real life perspective, I just I, I'm not seeing it. But Andrew, what about you? I have zero shares of Sam Howell, and I think I have four or five shares of Beef Brisket, which is a great <laughs> nickname too for Jacoby Brissett. Um, I, I wouldn't be shocked at all to see Brissett come in later this year at some point. I, I don't know how soon, which is kind of the question. Um, I think at some point Do you that think offense he comes is in be- without an injury. I do. I think there's a chance if if Howell still can't get wins and can't get dubs, right? Then what's the point? Why risk it? Let's get Brissett in there and see right. if he can cause a spark. Um, I again, I, I don't know what the benefit would be from an NFL side, right? Like, might as well let Howell play it out. But yeah. there are so many times that coaches do the exact opposite of rational thinking, and I'm thinking this is one of those times that we will see Jacoby beef brisket Brissett in a lineup at some point. And so I've got him on a bunch of benches or added him on waivers or, you know, traded fourths for him in the off season, just because he could be traded somewhere too in this next week. We don't know. So there's a, there's a lot of question marks, but I wouldn't be shocked at all to see Brissett on the field. The real yeah. question is, does Ron Rivera know that beef brisket is on his roster? <laughs> I don't know, uh, but I, I wonder uh, if Ron I, Rivera calls him beef brisket too. That'd be the real question. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> I do know that they they are they are three and four, which in the NFC, you know, yeah, it's really in the hunt. You, yeah. In the, yeah, in the hunt, like everyone's like, uh, there's, you know, everyone after the division leaders is like three and three, three and four. So, uh, it, it definitely could make some sense if Hal keeps looking this bad. Uh, like I said, from a real life perspective, he had some good games, including one against the Eagles, trash uh, secondary at the time. Um, shout out to Hallie Roseman for trading for Kevin Byard, by the way. But, uh, uh, but, uh, I just, yeah, I think that the, I think that it definitely could happen just cause I, I could see again, like you said, with this line, um, he's not been great at avoiding, uh, sacks and it, the line's not helping him. So, uh, I think it could happen. I, I would, I, I wouldn't mind. I have like, I think 
know-how shares. I was going to say one, but I think it's zero. Um, so, uh, but if I had them, I, I would be fine moving on from them for whatever you can get. So, when well, just for a real quick side note, I, I didn't know this. I literally just looked this up. Uh, how many Washington wide receivers are in the top thirty in fantasy and PPR? One, two, three, zero. What do you think, Renjao? What would be your guess? How many zero. wide receivers are in the top thirty? Okay, zero. What about you, Rocky? PPR scoring. How many of the Washington wide receivers are in the top 30? I would have guessed one, but the fact that you're asking me makes me think it's zero. Uh, it's two. Terry McLaurin <laughs> at 19 and Samuel at 30. I did not wow. notice that. Like that, okay. Like McLaurin's been underwhelming, but has he? At 19, that's not bad. So like yeah. how and you said how was 15? So I'm just like, where are those points going? Logan Thomas obviously has had some some good catches. Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson out of the backfield. So they're just spreading it around a lot. And I think that's what in fantasy, what frustrates us is that it's not a funnel to this, you know, two or three people that we can focus on, which is what makes us generally kind of put a blind spot to them, I think. So again, just for what it's worth, you know, maybe there is some value in Howell if he's keeping him in the games and keeping them in the hunt here, you know, yeah. maybe he sticks in there. But I, I was shocked to see that. And I, I was going to guess zero. I was with you, Reg. I was like, no, there's zero. No, there's two. I, I was just as someone who has McLaurin in a few places, I feel like the numbers haven't been it's haven't been, been underwhelming, great, but yeah, he's I got one touchdown. That's it. Yeah. yeah, top thirty. That's yeah, fifty-one targets. I mean, that ain't nothing. No. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in there because I I found that interesting. Okay, so the next question comes from uh, Herms NFL. Hey, yeah, Herms. Herms. <laughs> um. Way too early 2024 Superflex rookie draft question. Caleb Williams or Marvin Harrison Jr.? Uh, I feel like this is in Superflex. Isn't this pretty easily, Caleb Williams? In Superflex, it's got to be. But I still have this question of where do each of them land? Because honestly, draft capital, we get it. It matters. They're both first-round picks. It's, I mean, probably even top five picks, right? So the draft capital is not going to be a big deal. Well, we don't know. That could change, right? We've seen that happen. But where they land is going to matter a lot for both because if Caleb Williams goes to Arizona and Kyler's still there, I don't know. That could make it kind of like, do we really want to waste that top early pick on a player who may not start? And then if Marvin Harrison Jr. goes to Tampa Bay and it's Kyle Trask, do I want that? Like, so like as much as it is, like it is way too early and I love the question, it's got to be Caleb Williams, but I still would want to know a ton more. And hopefully and thankfully we will know a ton more before we have to make that decision, but Oof. Yeah, I, I, just, I just think it's easily Caleb Williams, yeah. the, the quarterback. He's also been one of the more hype prospects in, in recent memory. He had um, a bad week, though. I don't know if you heard. He had a bad week. He's out. He's done. He's trash. Yeah, down. forget him. <laughs> but, Ren, John, any, any thoughts on either of these two guys? Well, I, I, I agree with you. I think it's easily Caleb Williams. But if you switch it and you go, okay, what if it's Drake May or Marvin Harrison Jr.? Mm-hmm. Which I think is where the debate starts in these drafts is at 102. Yeah. Do, you, do you go quarterback? Me, personally? I'm going quarterback at two, but I I could be persuaded that Harrison Jr. is the pick. Uh, I think May is going to be obviously the QB two. Uh, you'll see some draft talk where he there are some teams that have him higher on their board than than Caleb Williams. Um, so for that, that, I think that's where the debate starts. It's it's Williams one on one unless he doesn't come out and decides. I hate to, to say it or an injury or something. There's so some, some right. chaos that could still happen, right? I, I don't yeah. want to bring that into the world, but we, we have a lot of time between now and the draft in May. Yeah. Well, well and now, now that they yeah. don't, he's, his Heisman candidacy is probably not happening this year. They're not going to play for a national championship. What if he just shuts it down? 
exactly. I saw, I've seen that floating out there. Well, um, yeah. Right. Right. So if the draft falls, like we all think the draft's going to fall on October 24th, it's Caleb Williams. Yeah. This is also why I trade all my picks. <laughs> get me out of all this. Give me the players, man. Let me, let me get points that I know of. Uh, and then he also says, uh, also, Herms also asked when is Herms returning to the program? I will tell you uh, likely sometime in November. Just keep there it out. Uh, so, but our last <clears throat> question comes from at Bueno Fantasy. Uh, what have been some of your biggest whiffs in fantasy this year? What about the process that led you to those takes? Will you change, if anything, going forward? Uh, for me, I whiffed on Jahan Dotson and Traylon Burks as breakouts, still evaluating my own process. So, uh, what do you what do you think here, Rachel? Anybody you could, comes to mind for you? <sighs> So I, I was drafting um, late in drafts, drafting like backup running backs of uh, of the holdouts. So mm-hmm. uh, Zamir White was kind of a big guy. Matt Breda, I had on a lot of rosters. Um, Jeff Wilson was another guy. Uh, so like that process to me, I mean, where Saquon, maybe Saquon holds out. I think buying into some of that Twitter hype. Uh, camp hype that these these guys look really good in camp and maybe they could challenge if they're gone. Um, kind of cutting through that is something that I, I, I want to focus on more moving forward. Um, but like, there's no, there hasn't been. I, this isn't trying to sound bright. My late round guys, Puka, Tank Dell, they've hit. Um, so, knock on wood, I didn't have I didn't have a guy that I planted my flag in. Like a few years ago, uh, Isaiah Crowell was like, he's going to finish better than, oh, yeah. than Todd Gurley. And Gurley went out that year and finished as the RB1. So I, I don't have that this year, but I ha- I mean, I'm giving an example. I have had that in the past. So I just happened to get lucky so far this year. I think I, I, I need to say this. The obvious uh, whiff for me would be Trey Lance, uh, who I was I, – I was never like – I guarantee he's going to be great, but I was very in on that. He was going to be the San Francisco starter this year. And that obviously did not happen. And I, I did like the upside there. Uh, so uh, I, what, what does I change about my process? I, I don't know. I don't know. If there's a, a process issue there. I was mostly basing it off real NFL given the investment. So uh, maybe I shouldn't assume, you know, money draft picks that that matters. Maybe that's something I can change. And it's something I have said before. I think a lot of times people assume, Oh, they spent all this money on this guy. He's going to get the ball and uh, in free agency and things like that. And which is sort of the equivalent with Trey Lance. You know, they spent all these picks on this guy. Uh, so and I, I've often talked against that part of the free agency thing that, I, I just think that you can't always assume just because they paid a guy a lot of money, he's going to, he's going to do well. So right. uh, maybe that's something I can look into more there and kind of change there. Just don't put uh, so much in the investment. Cause that's why I felt sure. Like they, they invested in him and, and the fact that he hadn't, hadn't failed yet. And like I said, he had, they just decided to move on. I guess maybe he failed in practice horribly. I don't know. Um, but uh, and maybe just not buy in so so uh, so much to to upside and I, I th- th- again that's also something I do try and do anyway I, I I'm often reluctant to to pay up for highly priced rookies if I if I haven't already drafted them uh, just because I I want to see it first um, and Trey Lance I I hadn't seen it and I was assuming a starting job 
And I didn't pay a ton because he wasn't worth a ton this past uh, non-point scoring season. Uh, but I definitely gave up first in different places for him. So wow. uh, maybe just, again, uh, just kind of stick to what I what I generally try to do anyway is I, I generally like to pay for proven production and not not go for rookies that haven't hit yet. Uh, like I said, unless I can get him in the rookie draft with one single pick. So, um, but Andrew, what about you? Any, any whiffs that come to mind and, and anything that it might uh, – a change in your process well there's two and you guys are kind of hitting on both of them already a little bit one was uh this year more than most i tried to tried to trade up in rookie drafts where i tried to trade like uh you know the 110 and the 208 for the 106 to get quentin johnston and now i'm <laughs> kind of kicking myself or i would trade up to get dalton kincaid or i traded up to get kendry miller or you know like and i feel like that's where it goes back to what you were saying before Renshaw, with like having more picks maybe is better and so I think that's something that, again, there were hits too, right? Like Addison yeah. is, is solid and, and yeah. Zay Flowers is great. And CJ Stroud was going 104, 105 even in some places, right? So like there weren't all whiffs, but I just think I, I whiffed more on the trading up places for people and kind of falling into that rookie fever. And I think maybe that's something I would try to do less of kind of to your same point with like not buying into all the hype and just kind of like maybe sticking where I'm at or, or kind of, you know, being water and letting the draft come to me and seeing what falls. I try to do that, but you know how it is. You get excited. Uh, yep. The other thing that I was going to say was uh, that I, I, I think I whiffed on, but I think a lot of people whiffed on was I was trying to, I, a lot of leagues I was trying to stream tight end and it, that's just been brutal. I, uh, I, I really regret not having one of the top three or four guys where I can just set it and forget it. Uh, there were a couple of times this off season, I, I traded for Hawkinson. He has looked a little underwhelming. Uh, some of those like mid tier Fryermuth, right? I thought he might take a step. He didn't. So like, we're, all we're gonna get been a disappointment. Yeah. Oh, I know, I know. It's like all of those guys that are in that like second tier. I thought would go up, didn't. And so I feel like yeah. tight end. If you don't have one of the best, just just kick it and rebuild. I mean, like, honestly, that's kind of how it feels. You don't have Andrews or Kelsey or even Laporta now or Kittle. You know, Pitts has been a very big dud, and unfortunately, too, I traded for him in a couple places, and that's not looking good. So just tight end landscape stinks. So these are not new things, but it's just like reminder to myself. Reinforcement, in the yeah. yeah. Yeah, just like remember the things you know. That's really the biggest thing uh, yeah. I would take. And that's kind of what I was saying, too, with some of yeah. the things that, yeah. That with, exactly. With, with. Um, okay, Frank in the chat uh, has a oh. question, and then we'll move on to the trades. He's saying, where are you guys on Javante? He finally had a game with the workload and did well, but that workload isn't guaranteed forever. Buy, sell, hold. Uh, I'll start first because I am like one of the biggest Javante truthers out there. I've been loving him for years. I was buying him this past non-point scoring season uh, because he was cheaper with the injury and everything. I, I would probably say hold. I, I feel like a lot of people that might have Javante are probably people like me um, that are already bought in and uh, will probably want more than you might be willing to pay or think you should have to pay at this point. I personally am still hopeful because – I wasn't expecting a ton from Javante this year, even though I was buying him. Uh, I I wasn't even sure he'd be on the field in the first month of the season. Mm. So the fact that he even started game one was a bonus to me. And the fact that he hasn't performed amazingly, I'm not surprised, you know, the first year after that injury. So, uh, I, again, to me, he's more of a hold. I wouldn't definitely wouldn't be selling. I don't think you're I, I still think there's a potential for value increase in there. Uh, it might not come till next year, and I get that he's starting to get older for running backs. I think next year will be year four, but he's also he also came out super young. I think he's like yeah, he's only twenty three. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's twenty three in April next year. Yeah, so uh, I I still have a lot of hope for him. I still think there's value increase potential there. 
uh, and I, a lot of performance potential. But I'll let you guys t- talk about him now since I've rambled on quite a bit here. So, Rensha, why don't you get started? Well, so I like him. Um, but I'm going to contradict myself here because I had a, a league where I was offered um, – I was offered Javante Williams for a first and I passed because um, if I can get him, if I can get him cheaper, I mean, it seems like people have kind of fallen off on him. Um, just running it through a uh, shameless plug. I'm running it through the calculator over here and uh, a late first seems to be fair for Williams, which depending on how you've got your build, um, but for guys coming off ACLs, running backs, wide receivers, it's usually the, that second year after the ACL tear is when they blow up. Um, so if you can buy them cheap, you can buy them cheap when they get hurt and you can, they come back and they're starting to uh, disappoint the guys that have them. There's another window of opportunity to buy a little cheaper. Um, but he looks, he, this past week got his carries looked okay. Um, you don't really know what they're going to do with that backfield. McLaughlin kind of came out of nowhere. There's always P Ryan's there. You, you never, you never know how the backfield's going to shake out, but I think this is Javante's backfield by the end of the season. Yeah, and I, I, just to kind of piggyback on that, I'm right there with you. I think this, if you're going to sell, you have to at least make a profit. I wouldn't sell for less than what you paid at this point. I right. mean, you might as well hold on. But if yeah. you got him dirt cheap, now might not be a bad way to get out. And just be like, all right, yep. he's one good week. Maybe now's my time to take a little of that profit and reduce the risk. I get that logic in a you know trading sense since we're on Trade Addicts. Um, but I, I also am a fan of Javante. I've been a fan of Javante. I've been playing the patient waiting game and, and acquiring him where I could. Uh, now might be a rough time to go get him because whoever has him just saw like just got to taste that glory for a second, and he finally had his first game over ten PPR fantasy points, and and kind of showed what he can do and is right. the start of a potential run, right? So his, his price is probably going to go up with the optimism. But I mean, all all together, I mean, all three years he's had uh, he's this is his third season. He's averaged four point four, four point three, and four point three yards per carry. You know, overall, and all three of those, right. that's consistent as I'll get out. That Anything over four yards is good by me. Uh, obviously, the last two weeks, he's averaged over five yards per carry. But again, that's, you know, two two games, a small sample size. But my logic here is I don't think that this is anything different. I think what we're seeing is what we've been seeing and what we're going to see. So I'd rather have him on my team than not. Um, I don't mind trading him away, but I'm not going to give him away at a discount, right? So, like, right. I'm, I'm fine holding for sure, buying if and I can and not selling. Hear to hear Rocky call him old. Um, yeah, at, at twenty three, which is I didn't say it's not he a, was old. <laughs> You're not he's a going bad into thing. his fourth season, but no, he's young. Yeah. He, he, I mean, I remember a twenty seven year old Keenan Allen that everybody said was old and injury prone. That is now what thirty three and still producing. So I love that you said that because if other people are saying that and thinking that, I will continue to buy the old twenty three year old running back in Denver. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I don't want to ruin your day too much, but Keenan Allen is not thirty three. How's he Keenan turns Allen? 32 in April. He's 31 okay. right now. See, but like, but still, it's, it's that's that, what's nuts. He, <laughs> he's the he's been in the league 42 years and he's 32 years old. It's yeah. the weirdest thing. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I'm just letting just to correct that because I we actually uh, I've had some different debates with people about Keenan Allen's age. They're like, oh, he's so old. I'm like, is he? Is he? He's not. As someone who is in my 40s, it's hilarious calling anyone in their 30s old. <laughs> that's the well, game. And, the injury prone tag on him was always oh, yeah. towards ACL, which happens. And then he had a freak mm-hmm. spleen accident. And yeah. other than those two, he's been relatively healthy. Yeah. Well, his spleen is injury prone, clearly. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we well, got rid of it, I think. It's gone. It's in a tube somewhere. Yeah. There you go. Uh, okay. So we will get into the trade. As I said, we got it. We got a bunch on the, on the sheet this week. Oh, yeah. 
Um, reminder, uh, TA leagues are 12-team PPR Superflex, 1.75 t- uh, tight end premium with 0.05 per return yard, except for TA1. And we do have some TA1 trades this week. So we'll start off with those. The first one we have is Christian Watson for Christian Kirk and Curtis Samuel. Uh, Andrew, what are your this wasn't you was it no it was not me i I wish it was um (laughs) i am in ta1 this is uh this is a heck of a trade uh but no this one was not me uh i i want the christian kirk side i i haven't been on christian kirk very much until i mean it's kind of funny i was and then they signed ridley and i got worried and then ridley blew up and i got real worried and then Ridley went to bed and never woke up and now i'm back on kirk um but i think watson has just been underwhelming too so if you're gonna kind of throw Curtis Samuel, which I just announced was the wide receiver 30 in PPR for the season. I mean, like that's, that's the bonus. That's the kicker. And I'll, I'll take Kirk and Samuel all day on that one. You on board with that, uh, Renta? Absolutely. I, I, I get the measurables are there. You see the tweets where you can make, you can make data say whatever you want the data to say. If you like Christian Watson, great. I don't like Christian Watson. I don't see it. I will absolutely take Kirk. And I was going to say, and I just found out Curtis Samuel was a top 30 wide receiver. So I get that guy as a throw in. That's the side I'm going to take. Yeah, I'm with both of you. Uh, And I actually do like Christian Watson. I liked him coming out. I liked the upside there. But uh, again, we're going to use that label. He has been a little injury prone uh, through the beginning of his career here. And uh, he's shown flashes for sure. But uh, with Jordan Love there. I'm not sure how that goes. And like you said, I mean, I, I view Christian Kirk as the wide receiver one in Jacksonville at this point. And, and Curtis Samuel is a nice little piece that, that can get you some points virtually every week. Uh, so, uh, and, and has upside for like a 20 point week. So, uh, yeah, well, I'll Christian take Christian Watson is there. wide receiver 55 in points per game. So, like, even if you take out his injuries, and he's only had three games this year. Like none of that makes me want Christian Watson. You know, he's only had three games. He's missed half the season. He is wide receiver 55 on points per game, just in three games. I'm sorry. Can, I'm, I'm out. Like I just, no, thanks. There's and, nothing. And can I, can I try to change your opinion? Sure. I, I think this is rent job, whatever. No, you can listen to me or not. I don't think Jordan loves the quarterback in green Bay next year. I agree. I, th- I, agree. I think the Packers go out and get a rookie quarterback in this class. And I, I don't think Jordan loves the guy. He signed a, what a one-year extension for this year. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yep. I think I, they go get Kyler cause they're used to their quarterback, not paying attention in class. And that's what Aaron Rodgers did for years. And so Kyler would be a perfect go. fit on that offense. Also, in my opinion, any QB, not any, it's just that most QBs would be an upgrade over love for Watson because what Watson does well, love doesn't do well. So the longer love stays there, the less I like Watson. So I, I would love it, eh, pun intended, if Love left there, and maybe that would make me want Watson more. So you're right; that that would help. But I'm okay. still I'm still on the Kirk side. And we'll go uh, from one Packer to another here. Aaron Jones for 25 second. Is Aaron should Aaron Jones be this cheap at this point? Um, uh, what do you think of this one, Renshaw? I, I I'll take Aaron Jones. I'll take Aaron Jones for any second two years out. Uh, you know, 20, you can always replace a 25 second. Um, even if he's not producing, I feel like you can flip him for that or more 
later, take the value play. Great. I assume this person that is adding Aaron Jones, I, I don't know, Andrew, tell me, if this is you, good job. No, no, neither um, of these are me. No, I would have. Or me. I'm, I'm in all the tail leagues. It's not me either. Um, I, I assume the person getting Aaron Jones is a contender. Great piece to add for a late 25 second. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I love that. I mean, he really. He's been injured some, uh, but he hasn't really produced much since, I think, week one. He had a big game. Uh, but I'll still take it for a 25-second all day. Like like you said, two years out, uh, I can I can probably get a 25-second in my sleep So <laughs> if I if I want to get it back. So, uh, yeah, to me, that's pretty easy. You you disagree, Andrew, or are you pretty much on board with this? I, Aaron Jones, seven greater signs, 25-second. I mean, it, it's such a crazy like, – what the hell are we doing? Uh, I will say this, though. The Windy City Hustler is the one that got Aaron Jones in this trade, and he's, he should be contending. His team is probably the best on paper. He's got, you know, seven starting receivers. Yo, 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 yo. I know you're seven and no, Rocky. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying on on paper, like you're looking at the if the, you're just looking at the players. So I think this is one of those where he felt like he was probably he should be contending and this might help him contend better. But yeah. again, three and four, you're still contending. You're still in the hunt. You're not out of it. And again, I'm I'm 100 with you guys too. I actually had an offer in my inbox this morning when I woke up. It was my Aaron Jones, so I'd be sending away Aaron Jones for a 24-second and Tank Bigsby, and I couldn't smash reject fast enough. I'm like, no, it, he's yep. worth more than that. Like, yep. Tank has shown no sign of life. ETN is dumped commanding that backfield. And a 24-second, even if it's early, I'm, I'm just, no thanks, not right now. I, it's in a league where I'm not even contending. And I'm just like, no, I'm going to wait because some contender out there is going to give me a first for Aaron Jones. I just know it. Like, I just think that's his fair price is a late Even 24 if it's first. A 25 first. Yeah, no, exactly. I'd be fine with the 25 first at some yeah. point, too, but I'm not taking seconds at this point. So, yeah, this was a terrific trade that came through for Windy City hustlers uh, who hustled on this one. And uh, I was like, damn, that's a, I wish I would have sent that, right? That's what we talk about all the time. Like, oh, I wish I can't be upset. Yeah. I didn't send the offer. It is what it is. And just for the record, seven and oh, and third in points. It's not that's like right. it's a you were, you were doing really well. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Had to get that in there. Um, but anyway, the last one is me. Uh, and this actually happened just before the show started. Uh, I got sent this offer. So I'll, I'll let you two talk about it first. Uh, Renshaw, Najee Harris for Tajay Spears, the, the, the Jays there. Um, so uh, we don't, you don't, we don't do a lot of uh, in Triadics leagues or in general, I don't do a lot of one for one, same position trades. Uh, but this was sent to me and, uh, one side was worth taking. I'm not even going to say which one was me. I think uh, Andrew might. I might have said mentioned. I know three. because I know what your roster was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I will take Najee. Um, it, it, now, in a week, if you go back and listen to this, I could sound like an idiot because <laughs> Derrick Henry's somewhere else. Yeah. Um, I assume that's I, where this trade came from. I got yeah. Najee, by the way. Yeah, I'm assuming the guy Najee. is speculating on, on Derrick Henry getting traded in this part of right. this. But if he doesn't, it's a clear – I mean, it's that's a split backfield. And I get, Pittsburgh is too. Um, I just – I'll trust Najee a little bit more. The, the long-term plays probably Spears. Uh, you know, Derrick Henry just turned 30. Uh, or is going to turn 30. Andrew seems to know everybody's birthday. Is it coming up? <laughs> oh, no. I, I don't know everybody's. Just like maybe third. Because for some reason, we're talking about all the people I just talked about. The day. It's the funniest thing. I don't know. So, that. yeah. So, I, I know uh, he's getting older. Um I can look. But give me the uh, – it sounds like you're 7-0 and in a contender. I'll take Najee on a contending team. 
And yep. now she's twenty five. <laughs> and that's yeah, and that then that's where I <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Uh but yeah, that's right, like you said. We just talked about the fact that I'm seven and oh there. Uh and that's basically what decided for me. He he has been uh, playing a little better recently. Najee has, uh, like you said, it is more of a split backfield than it has been uh, since uh, Harris came there uh, with Jalen Warren being worked in a lot more than than he had been. Uh, but I still think there's more. Unless Derrick Henry gets traded, I still think there's more. Uh, 2023 upside with with Najee than there is with Tajay Spears. But uh, Andrew, what was your reaction when you saw this come through? Since you're in TA one. Well, I, I I like the Najee side. I'll start with that. But is there is there another player in, in Dynasty that has had such a roller coaster of value of the Najee Harris? Yeah, for you know, like there was a stretch where he was like going to be a wide receiver, or sorry, running back one behind Jonathan Taylor, right? Like he was like the guy, and then not so much. And then last season it kind of fell off. And I remember I traded away Damian Pierce for Najee Harris, thinking I won that trade, and then nope, I didn't win that trade. You know, it's like it's just I, I, he's it's so all over the place, like what his value is. So. Part of me thinks this is this is somebody getting ahead and, and trying to move to a rebuild, which I kind of I, I it's, I'm impressed by this. Like this is thinking about values in six months, not values now. Now, I would have wanted to get maybe a little bit more on top of Ty J Spears. Like if you've got a second added to that for Najee Harris, I think that might still work. Uh, some people would still be willing to give up, especially if it's a late second. I'd rather have that second than nothing. Right. Everybody would. Um, but again, I think. There's nothing wrong with making a trade with the future in mind and kind of speculating on that. So I prefer Najee. I, I like Najee straight up to Tyje Spears. I do like what Tyje can do if and when Derrick Henry moves on, which could be this week. It could be two years. We we don't know. And that's what I, makes me nervous about that. And I do I think the Steelers' their, offense is going to turn around. So I kind of all these thoughts just ugh, all the way. I pulled up their points for this season and did not realize that they were so close in scoring. Oh, they're very close because oh, Najee's been I looked in Trayatic scoring, they have scored the exact same amount of points. It's 49.2 each. That's so I'm more worried about the future though. I think Najee's yeah. gonna be there, and I'm not right. sure if Henry's gonna be there. I get just there's so many question marks on the Tennessee offense. They're kind of terrible all over the place. So, like I, I mean, again, not, not saying Pittsburgh's great. I know Herm's in the chat, very much Steelers fan. Uh, but at the same time, like, I, give me, give me the more proven talent. Like I was just saying, give me the more proven talent with, uh, with Najee. You know, I think he's got a better ceiling. Okay. So we will move on to our next trade in TA four. Uh, this is an interesting one. Chris Alave and Jerry Judy for AJ Brown. What I'll go first. Yeah. AJ Brown. I want I want that stud. Alave has been a little bit underwhelming, and Jerry Judy is just man. I I don't know. I feel like he may not be long for this league. Unfortunately, I just think his uh, his mouth is writing checks. His body can't cash, kind of a thing. Um, and AJ Brown is a stud. He's you know one of the top four receivers I think on the season, something like that. Uh, yeah, PPR scoring he is five. Three? It just oh, okay. behind. Well, I'm, I'm talking points per game here. Oh, okay. But yeah, if you, if you go to load it all the way up, uh, he is. Ooh, where, there he is, number three. Sorry, I was looking for yeah. DJ. AJ. So yeah, number three overall. Uh, I, I, you can't replace that kind of spot on your roster. That's just a dominant spot. And Alave might be good at some point if they get a better quarterback. But yeah, give me AJ Brown there. I'm with you here. Uh, five five hundred and twenty five yard games in a row. He's still young. He's uh, tied uh, tied to a good offense. He's going to be great for a long time. I'm with you too on Alave. He's been underwhelming. I've been saying for a while that 
I like what Olave did last year, but he was a wide receiver too, and maybe he's just a wide receiver too. We kind of pump rookies up when they're wide receiver too because we expect them to improve on their rookie season. Uh, so far, that hasn't been the case. We're you know we're only uh, six seven weeks in here, but uh, yeah, and Jerry Judy, I've never been a big fan of. So mm. and, and we're not seeing a lot this year either. So uh, I'll gladly take AJ Brown for this quest. <clears throat> I. I I know Russ is a huge Olave guy, so I'm not sure if he would or not. I, I don't even remember if this was his trade or not. But uh, Renshaw, what do you what do you think? I I think we're both on the easily in the AJ Brown side here. Up top. I I wish we could like disagree a little more. It might make conversation go. <laughs> uh, but this is tearing up. AJ Brown is is in a tier of his own with the other your Jamar Chase, your Justin Jefferson, and then it's CD Lamb, AJ Brown, CD Lamb, yeah, some of those guys, yeah, yeah. Built, but right? clearly. Yeah. Clearly above Olave um, yeah. and Judy and don't cross Steve Smith. Like we've learned <laughs> that it's like rappers going after Eminem. Don't do it. Yeah. So um, yeah, this is AJ Brown for me and, and looking at value. I mean, it could be, you could argue that the value is on the, the two for one side. It, it, Olave is younger you mentioned the quarterback questions. I, I'm I'm clearly taking AJ Brown here, no matter what the value says. And speaking of Chris Olave and AJ Brown, I'm going to hop ahead to to our TA8 trade um, because both are involved in that one, uh, and this is an interesting one. And I'll go back to you, Renshaw, for this one. Uh, Jonathan Taylor and AJ. A lot of big names here. Jonathan Taylor and AJ Brown for Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Another so we already established trade. a big tier up from Alave to Brown, but a lot of people love Garrett Wilson. I love Garrett Wilson. The quarterback situation is not great now, but uh, what, what do you think of this one? This one's harder uh, for me just because Garrett, you think eventually Garrett Wilson's going to get a quarterback. Zach Wilson is not always going to be this guy's quarterback. And if he is, I'm sorry, Jets fans. So <laughs> uh, I'll still take the AJ Brown side uh, with Jonathan Taylor. Is locked into his contract. Um, he got it. You got it's three, four year deal uh, with Indy. He'll be there. AJ Brown's tied to the Eagles and producing. Um, Olave, the quarterback question marks. Garrett Wilson, who knows what? Uh, you assume it's going to be Rodgers. And everyone was talking about how Wilson had wide receiver one upside with Rodgers this year. Um, I- I'll still take the proven guy that's done it over the over the upside long term. What about you, Andrew? Well, I mean, we were just talking about tearing up, right? And Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson are both in that same tier to me. Uh, I think both of them for A.J. Brown is silly, right? Like, that doesn't make any sense. But adding right. Jonathan Taylor on there, I feel like makes that the side that I want, too. I'm, I'm with you. I think, especially for if you're playing for this season, which, in my opinion, you should always be playing to win. Rebuilding is fun if you have to or if things go right. horribly, horribly wrong, right? But you should be trying to contend every year. You never know what next year is going to hold. We don't know if they're going to go on strike. We don't know if your league's going to fold. We don't know if you're going to move out of the country and not have the ability to play this anymore. Like there's so many things that can happen in the world. So go get that title. Put it on your on your rafters in your gym somewhere. You know whatever. But I, I think Jonathan Taylor and AJ Brown both have difference maker kind of value to them. And as much as we want Alavi and Wilson to have that, they're just not there yet. And I think with the uncertainty that they both have at the quarterback position, I would much rather take the certain things, like you said, Renjad. Like that just yeah. it makes me feel a little more easy to sleep at night with that guarantee under my pillow. You know what I mean? Like yep. that's just yep. I feel happy about that. Feels good. 
Yeah, this is this one's tough for me because I I do love Garrett Wilson and I think he was primed for a big year with a real quarterback and Aaron Rodgers and I hate that that like five plays into the season that that got dashed to pieces, uh, but. I think I'm with you guys. Uh, I'd still rather have AJ Brown over Garrett Wilson, obviously. And Taylor and Alave are close enough for me. Uh, maybe not the quite that close value guys, but close enough that I'll take AJ Brown and Jonathan Taylor. Uh, and I, I am, uh, you know, yeah, I am a little worried about Garrett Wilson's future just because I don't know that what you know. I agree. He's not going to have Zach Wilson forever, uh, but I don't know that he's going to have Aaron Rodgers ever either. So I'm not sure what the hell's happening with Garrett Wilson's quarterback <laughs> situation, which is a little scary in itself. Uh, he's still <laughs> able to persevere through it and be good, uh, but I I think he'd be great with a real quarterback. And we're just we don't know if we're ever going to get that. So uh, yeah, I, I'm going to take the Taylor and Brown side as well. Uh, so we will now circle back to the TA five trade I skipped. Uh, I. But yeah, this one was me. So again, I'm going to let you guys go first. I'll start with you, Andrew. 24 first, Calvin Austin in a 25 third for Isaiah Pacheco and Adam Thielen. So I think Adam Thielen is probably worth give or take a 24 first at this point, especially for contending teams. So I would rather have the Thielen and Pacheco side. Again, just what I said before, I'd rather take the points. Uh, Calvin Austin has some upside, but he might be third or fourth on that offense. I'm not really worried about it. The third does nothing for me in two years. Like Rencha said, we can get that back. 24 first, I just said before, like I'd rather take the players, you know, in every situation almost. So, yeah, I think this is a pretty fair trade, but I'd rather have Thielen and Pacheco. What do you think, Rencha? We're going to (laughs) disagree. I'm I'm glad we can disagree here. I don't think Thielen's worth a first. I would not pay a first for for Adam Thielen. Um, Pacheco is what he is. He hates the ground, whatever. Um, he hates the ground. It's so true. Uh, do you uh, – do, is there any insight? Is this 24 first early or is it mid? Uh, I believe this was my first and I am contending, so it's mid to late. Mid to late. I, I still – I think you get a better wide receiver there with that first than Adam Thielen. Um, you you could take Calvin Austin and, and do whatever you want with him. Um, he's <laughs> – I, I – with his consent, I knew he, yeah, well, <laughs> I knew he was in the league, I, but I was like, okay, so he's not a, yeah. Uh, so the I would take the first side. I actually looked it, it is not mine, but it's actually a guy that's also contending. So it's okay. definitely mid to late. Yeah. Uh, it was the only first I had. Uh, I sent the first. Uh, I basically threw Kevin Austin in the twenty five third in there because the guy was trying to sell point scoring pieces so i was trying to give them younger pieces and i don't have much beyond calvin austin that are younger pieces and uh he went for it this actually came from uh i believe he offered me pacheco straight up for the first um and i did not want to do that so i i wanted to get more points than just pacheco although i do like pacheco he's been getting his usage has been going up like every week uh he had one game, I think, where they were blowing, they're getting blown out, where where he did not get a lot of snaps, uh, relatively. Um, but it's been in like the 70, 80% range for, for most of uh, the last three or four games. Uh, so he's definitely kind of taken over that spot. Um, McKinnon and CEH are, are just barely being worked in at this point. So uh, I, I like that a lot on a good offense. Uh, 
He's not going to be like the, you know, a top five running back, but he's got solid RB2, low end one potential. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then he could pop week. off just, any week. I want to throw yeah. this in there too. Like, Pacheco is RB8 on the season. I mean, like he, he's actually very underwhelmingly going under the radar, you know, whatever you call it. Like, really doing well uh, on that team. Then, of course, Thielen is wide receiver seven, both in PPR. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm fine sending a first for a top 10 point getter, whether it's receiver or running back, and you're getting both. Like that, this is to me, this is a slam dunk on the Thielen side. But again, it depends on how you want to build your team. I am kind of becoming more averse to picks, like I just said before, and and kind of being like, well, as much as we know, we don't know anything, and I'd rather take the points and take the chance. But not everybody is going to agree with that, which is why this game is so fun. That's right. If we all agreed, how boring would this world be? Yeah. So I think part of that is it just kind of goes down to how do you like to play? Do you like to play for potential and upside and you know, maybe there's Adam Thielen is the guy you get with that first. I'd rather just take Adam Thielen. You know, like I just, just yeah. take the top. Like, I take Adam Thielen the name out of it. Let's take his future out of it. Let's say you take the wide receiver seven this year and the running back eight this year with no names. I think most people would take those points. But Adam Thielen, everybody's known how old he is, how unpredictable the future is. Like, I totally get the logic of why you would want him. Do you think Even those though. two players finish there, though? Because, I mean, that's, that's the long-term question. play of it. Yep. And I think that there is some potential that they both finish in the top 10 in, in this season, but I don't want to say that they still finish the top eight and seven and all that, but I mean, let's say right. top 12 for like a running back one and a receiver one. I think that's very possible in their yeah. range of outcomes. And that's all I'm looking for, for a first anyway, to be honest. Right. And a late, I mean, assuming a late <clears throat> first. Yeah. Assuming a late first, right. I, I kind of assumed it anyway, because this felt like it just, if you're trading a first for Thielen, you're going all in. And right. I feel like if you're going for it, you're going to have a late first. So if, if, I guess that's a great question you asked too, is if this was an early first, oh, then I would not, no way. No, that, that would right. not make any sense, but that's the difference in that, even just that first round from the first two or three picks to the last three picks, drastic difference mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, exactly. And that's basically what my thinking was. Uh, it's going to be late. And if, if it's a slightly less late first, that's hopefully because I won the title. So uh, I'm feeling <laughs> it's not my it less. Right? Yeah. One, yeah um, but you get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah, like you said, I expect these two to continue to produce as long as they both stay healthy. So uh, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, It's a lot of points to add to my life. And this is a team that was actually kind of surprisingly, uh, it's not not totally surprisingly, it's an orphan I took over, but I wasn't expecting it to be quite as good as it's been. And it is a little older and I didn't try and rebuild. I, you know, it has Adams um, and has a couple other older guys. I can't remember off the top of my head, Uh, but uh, so the fact that I, I'm still doing well, I believe I'm five and two in that league. I wanted to kind of, uh, add a little more for a push. And he had mentioned in the, uh, group chat that, that he was trying to move Pacheco. Uh, so I had, uh, I, I think I had sent something less over than he countered with the first. And then I added uh, the, the other smaller pieces in Thielen. So it worked out pretty well. I think, I, I think it's a pretty decent, uh, fair trade. So we will move over to our other TA eight trade that we have. Uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence. This one's interesting to me. Oof. Trevor Lawrence for Sam Laporta, a 24 first and a 25 first. What do you think of this franchise? Super flex, not getting a quarterback back. Trevor Lawrence is very well thought of, although not producing as well yeah. as people would hope this year. The, I, I hate to do it, but I'm going to ask again. Do we, the first, do we know where they fall? Uh, keep talking and I can look for, Okay, uh... because if they're early, if, if the 24, let's just keep the 24 first. If the 24 first is early and you're getting Laporta, who I've seen people call the dynasty tight end one. 
I don't, I don't believe that, but he's up there. Um, and an early 24 first where you're going to get a quarterback. You're going to get a Drake may you're going to get a, maybe a Caleb Williams. Okay. You've got my attention and the extra first on top of it. Uh, if these are late first, give me the give me the quarterback. I, we talked about how tight ends kind of the the ugly spot in a roster. Uh, quarterbacks are really hard to to find and replace, even if Trevor Lawrence isn't uh, doing it now. Uh, it's it's a long term play. He's young. He's going to be the quarterback in Jacksonville for a long time. Unless I'm getting a viable replacement with one of those picks, I think I'm taking Trevor Lawrence. So the picks are uh, the guy that traded for Lawrence. They're both his picks. Uh, this year he is four and three and seventh in points. So he's, I guess, uh, assuming early to middle. Make, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, trying, I'll take I think he's trying to make a playoff push, uh, by getting <laughs> Lawrence. And so I guess he's hoping to make that more of a mid late mid, but that, that's where it is right now. Yeah. What do you think, Andrew? So Trevor Lawrence has been a little bit underwhelming this season, and I understand some of the, I don't know, hesitation or desire to get out, but I still think he's a top 10 dynasty quarterback for sure. Uh, maybe even top six, depending on how you look at things. But this feels like a very fair price, especially in t- uh, trade addict scoring with tight end premium being 1.75 and Laporta being a stud so far. Uh, I, I also think that if you're rebuilding, I, I'm fine to send away Trevor Lawrence and kind of just bank on one of those picks being turned into a quarterback, whether it's, trading your 25 first for Jordan Love or something like that, like down the road, like one of those becomes a quarterback. I'm fine with that. So if you don't need points and you're just kind of looking to the future and in all honesty, Sam Laporta and Trevor Lawrence might score about the same amount of points and and trade addict scoring anyway for the rest of the year. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence is a higher upside. Like I said, I definitely want Lawrence more on my roster, but if you're just looking at points and you don't really care too much about roster spots, I'd rather have the lockdown Laporta and two firsts over the Trevor Lawrence side. But again, I think it's a pretty fair trade. I think that's a pretty good price for Lawrence. And I, honestly, if I had Lawrence and that trade offer showed up in my inbox, I'd probably accept with that much of a counter. I'd just be like, yep, that works. I'll take it. You know, like I, it's, it's close enough. I'm not going to nitpick, but teach their own. I mean, again, if, if you like quarterbacks more or you don't have a quarterback or you have Kyler Murray and Justin Fields and you're just like, I'm in the middle. I need I to need make a, a move. Let's go yeah. get him. And let's kind of make a run for it. And maybe you've got Kittle. And you didn't think Laporta was going to be this good. You know, maybe there's some what ifs that make this trade the entire opposite direction. So context is key, but in a vacuum, give me the pick side. So yeah, the, uh, the guy that got Lawrence has uh, Burrow and Deshaun Watson, which Deshaun Watson Mm. has been very uh, iffy this year. Yeah. And uh, the guy that traded Lawrence has Herbert and Bryce Young and is two and five. So, uh, I, it kind of makes sense in a way from both sides. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think, it, honestly, I was looking at this and I was thinking if I have either side, I think I reject. So I guess it's a fair trade. Like, <laughs> if I have Trevor Lawrence, I don't think I want to trade him for Laporta in two firsts. Um, Rocky's just saying no to that. Just no. I don't yeah. care. I just yeah. either side. No, if I, I don't want to either. In two first, I don't know if I want to trade all that for Trevor Lawrence and underperforming in, in, in year three Trevor Lawrence. So uh, I I think, like I said, that probably means it's a fair trade. Uh, if I had to pick a side, I think I'd take Laporta in the two first because I think Laporta is worth like he's worth more than a first at this point. Uh uh, given you know the hype around him, given how high he's been uh, scoring for a lot of the year, uh, and 
I would uh, I would trade uh, Trevor Lawrence for three first plus. So uh, that's basically what you're getting here. Well, so, just because I was curious because I said this, and I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Sam Laporta in non-tight end premium, just in normal PPR, is 13 points per game. Trevor Lawrence is 15.3. So like 15.2, right? So you're not giving up that much to get, you know, you're, you're losing two points per game average so far. And you're right. adding two first to do that. I, hands down, that's worth it to me. Like that's just, that's a smash accept almost. But yeah. you're saying you'd rather have Lawrence. And I get that again, because of roster build and quarterbacks being so hit or miss Hard this season. Get. I feel like there's a lot of different quarterbacks that are struggling right now. So again, if that's what your roster needs, and Burrow even, hell, Burrow struggled a lot out of the gate, as I know, because I have a ton of Burrow shares being a Bengals fan. Um, you know, that was that was a rough start. So having Lawrence on your team maybe makes that team much more, feels much more of a contender. That's worth doing. Okay. Uh, so the next one is from TA10. Uh, T. Higgins, 24 and 25 fourth. Uh, and a 25 third. So basically T Higgins uh, yeah. for, yeah. <laughs> for cup and a 2024 first Rensha, We are both in TA 10. So I'll let you we start are. off with this one. Uh, if you took out the 24 first, I still think you take the cup side. Yep. <laughs> so to get a, I don't I think it's a mid, we'll just call it a mid 24. Four first on top of Cooper Cup. Now I get it. Cooper Cup's been up and down. Puka Nakua has has shown out and, and shown up, and, and is he the new wide receiver one? Whatever. I, this is a no doubter. Give me the cup in the first side. Not, I mean, every day and twice on Sundays. The first looks likely late. The uh, six and one uh, second. It's not mine. Late. No, it's not mine. No. It could be a 2028 first and I'd humans. still take it. Like, I don't care what the first is. It, it could be a third I'd take it. Like, I, it could be a 2018 league I'd take it. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, like this to me, Cup, Greater Sign, Higgins, the third and fourths, like, okay, those are little pieces. But, I mean, again, I to each their own. If you feel like Cup is, t- is tearing down here and you're kind of like he's – Puka's taken over and Cup is done and you think – Andrew, you're a Bengals a fan. I know, I know. I know. I'm well aware. If you're watching, if you're a patron, uh, you can watch on Patreon. But no, like I, what I'm saying is, like I, as much as I love Higgins, he's been very under, very underwhelming this year, both in NFL because I'm a fan and in fantasy. And I'd much rather have Cup in the first. And and again, that could be a, I don't know, 2054 first. I'd probably still take it. Like I don't care. Just give me the cup for sure. It could be the first pick in the fourth round, and I would. Yeah, I would do. It. Yeah, first pick of naming the teams. Fine. Maybe like I, I do whatever. Just put something on there. Give me a hand sandwich. But what sandwich. if T. Higgins ends up in Pittsburgh? YOLO, as Herms is saying. Yeah, YOLO, there baby. it is. <laughs> That's right. Love it, Herms. Love it. I, I don't have much to add. I'm with you guys. I think it's pretty easily cup in the, in the 24 first. Uh, yeah, the, even with the, the, the first being likely late, uh, that just puts it over the top. Uh, so, TA11, our last two trades. Uh, Matthew Stafford and Kareem Hunt for 24 and 25 second and a 24 third. Bit of a, a little more of a minor trade, but uh, there is a quarterback involved here, and we are talking Superflex. So what do you, what do you think about this? Uh, is, is Stafford worth uh, more than this, uh, or does the age just make this more of a fair trade? 
I, I think it's a, I mean, looking at value wise, I think it's a fair trade. Um, who knows what Stafford's going to do. There's, there's been rumblings of retirement. It seems like the last two off seasons with him. Um, he is a quarterback. My guess is, and I don't know who this is or whatnot. Um, I, I, this is probably for a QB three QB four for a contending team that needs a spot that probably doesn't have a lot of top options. Maybe a, a Mac Jones and a Geno Smith or something like that. Um, where adding him, he could be a spot start guy that comes in. Um, I would probably take the Stafford side, uh, kind of like Andrew's been saying all night. You want to win now, get the get the stuff. You've got time to make up the twenty five second, twenty. I mean, twenty four second for a starting quarterback in the league on a decent offense with two top ten wide receivers right now. Okay. By the way, is uh, he does have Burrow, but the rest of his quarterbacks are Hal, Daniel Jones, and now Matthew Stafford. So. so. Makes a lot of sense, yeah. And yeah. he's definitely a competing team. Uh, I, I, I'm with you. I, I, I think I would. Uh, I, I think it's a pretty fair trade. Uh, and if you're a contending team, I'm fine giving that up for for Stafford and Hunt. Uh, Hunt's actually come on a little bit the last couple of weeks, and now Jerome right. Ford is hurt as well. So, uh, and, and I think I, I like Stafford has looked very good this year. I think. And uh, as long as he's healthy, he, I mean, I, I have no concerns about Stafford producing. But, uh, Andrew, uh, where are you at? Which which side do you want here? Well, I have, I have a lot of shares of Stafford because he was just so cheap and, and all over the place value-wise this offseason and, and kind of with Cup not being there. And there was a lot of doubt about Buka if he was even going to be a thing. Of course he is, which has helped. Um, but Stafford's QB 17 in PPR, as if that matters for QB. But still, he's, he's QB 17. And I think it's something that, a lot of people maybe overlook is that he's somewhat consistent in a sense. And I think that that's kind of nice. Uh, if you've got Daniel Jones or you've got Deshaun Watson, or you've got Sam Howell, like those other quarterbacks you mentioned on this guy's roster, then Stafford's an upgrade over those guys. And I think I, if I have Stafford, I would want more than a second or in this case, probably two seconds. It sounds about right, but I'd really rather have a first for Stafford if I could get it. But if you can't, Two seconds is fine to me. I, you know, like I'm, I'm not going to get beaten up too much on this. And then Hunt for a third feels about fair too, because Hunt's got that potential to be the guy for the next couple of weeks. But after that, I mean, again, it, it he could get hurt again, or you know, something else could. So like, I just I feel like this is a very fair trade. And if I, I have the Q, QB problems, I want Stafford. If I don't need Stafford, I'll take the picks. Okay, and Herms is uh, mentioned in the chat, and this happened during the show um, in TA10 that we didn't have on the sheet. He uh, sent Darren Waller uh, for Trey McBride and two thirds. I want to get you guys' opinion on this, and then I want to ask you another question because uh, I, I sent a similar trade to Herms. I'm curious what you like better. But uh, what do you think, Renshaw, about Waller for McBride and two thirds? Is Daniel Jones out for the year, and Tyrod Taylor going to be the quarterback? Because he, he he seems to have unlocked Waller. Uh, Waller's gotten hot. I know everybody thinks McBride's going to blow up now that uh, Ertz is on the IR. Um, tight end is a wasteland. I'll take the guy that's done it over the rookie. Um, it sounds like Herm's kind of going into a youth movement draft focused. Um, so I get it. I understand the trade. I'd rather have the Waller side. I think I would too. Um I don't really have much to add, actually. Just uh, again, it's like you said, it's kind of competing versus non-competing. 
I think that's perfectly fine for Wilder. I'd probably want a little more for him if I was selling him to a contender. Um, but Andrew, what are your thoughts? That's pretty much where I'm at too. I think it, it's one of those things where if, um, I mean, again, if, if you're if you're trying to sell high on Waller, I feel like this is pretty good. And if I'm being honest, I think Trey McBride has some upside and thirds are really good pieces to move in other trades. So I don't mind adding those chips. I feel like you probably could get more than that if you really shopped around. But if you don't feel like shopping around or you have already, you know, this isn't terrible. I do think Trey McBride is a lot of talent. I have a lot of shares of him. Uh, I've been waiting for Zach Ertz to go away in a sense. And I'm <laughs> sad to see that it's to IR and not to retirement or, you know, to some field somewhere in the farm. But anyway, my logic is <laughs> Trey McBride could be Dar- Darren Waller. I don't know that that's going to happen this year uh, with the way that Arizona offense looks. So, uh, you know, the two thirds to kind of help pad that and adding more lottery tickets to the end of your draft to draft a Puka Nakua or a Tank Dell, like we were saying before. I don't mind that. And again, if you don't want points or you don't care about winning and, and just kind of earn a rebuild, makes total sense to me. Yeah. And so uh, not even knowing that Bosch had sent this trade, apparently, uh, I had also sent Herms today a trade of Chigakonkwo and two thirds for Darren Waller. I'm curious which, basically, mm. it comes down to which young tight end would you rather mm. have? Can Can I add on to this? Because I saw this trade go through and I went, well, I would have done Luke Musgraves and two thirds for Darren Waller. <laughs> so we're all kind of thinking the same thing. I know. Thing. It's funny. That I, yeah, I, weird how that happens. I didn't even know about Bosch's offer, offer until I saw the trade go through. But so. I, I guess it basically comes down to who would you rather have, Akonkwo or, or Trey McBride? I'd rather have McBride. Same. I kind of think so I, too. <laughs> but I like Chick was a big I name. Nobody liked him. That, again. So. <laughs> yeah, the Tennessee we, offense. I'm just. Ugh. I was like, we said earlier, Tennessee's a lot of garbage right now. So, Conk has been real bad this year. Yeah, I wish I maybe gotten a a, a counter from Herms before he accepted Bosch's trade, but oh well, it's too late. I should have offered more to begin with, I guess. Um, Conco tight end thirty two overall. Yeah, not been great. Not that like Trey McBride has done much. It of only takes either. a twelve point twenty nine. You're right, and he'll be fine. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> then it'll be tight end ten or something. Um, but uh, Bride's paid an extra game, so they are pretty close actually in points. But I just like Big Bride's future more than Jake's. Just my... yeah, I'm with you. Uh, last trade is also from TA eleven, and th- this was actually me and Russ today. Wow. Uh, so Dallas Goddard. Deontay Foreman, Logan Thomas for a 25 first and a 24 second. Andrew, I'll let you start on this one. Oh, how the mighty Dallas Goddard has fallen. I have Goddard in a few leagues, and it pains me to watch him put up very few points every week. I'm like, what are you doing? But I kind of expected it with the way that offense is going. And then they add Julio, and I'm just like, well, okay. Um, That being said, if – if you want points, then you want the Goddard side, obviously. If you're rebuilding, you don't really care. You want the picks. That being said, on a face value, on a vacuum and all that, I think Goddard is worth more than a 25 first. And I think Deonta Foreman and Logan Thomas is worth more than a 24 second to me. So I'd rather have that side, you know, by a pretty fair margin, just in terms of value. But at the same time, if you want out and you don't care about points and you just want to pick and a first is nice and shiny, I can get the idea of stretching it to that, but I'd rather have the players. What do you think, Rancho? I, I would ra- much rather have the Goddard side. Um, I, I'm looking at, at scoring, and he's top seven right now. 
um, had a slow start. The last three weeks he's been, I mean, he's been okay. Two of the three weeks he's, he's kind of blown up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, he's putting um, up 10 points on average. I mean, he's not killing yeah. it. It's just, I was wanting more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, but I, I would rather have, and Logan Thomas is kind of a, one of those could pop off and have a tight end one week, yeah. but he's, yeah. I mean, he's also had weeks where he had less than two points. So, but I would take, I would take the Goddard side. I'd have no problem moving a first and a second for Goddard. And Foreman, did he just win the starting job in Chicago this Maybe. past week? Yeah. Maybe. Who That's knows? Fun twist I mean, too, right? Teabag, just giving it to him. <laughs> just hand the it ball off comes, to Foreman. It all comes back to Teabag. Um, Never have but, enough Teabag, uh, man. Yeah. So this, obviously, this is a uh, typical uh, non-contender contender trade. I'm six and one. I'm second in points. Uh, I'm it's funny. I'm a hundred over at least a hundred over everyone else in the league, but I'm like 80 behind Zach Reed. Who's, who's got the most points. Uh, so I'm trying to kind of gear up a little more to keep up with Zach. Uh, I got the Goddard player side. Uh, Russ actually sent this to me pretty much as is, uh, without Logan Thomas. And I just countered and figured he's not going to care about throwing Logan Thomas in there. And right. so, and he didn't, nice. he accepted it. And I basically, that's what I say. I thought, I mean, he's a nice little villain guy, especially in a TA 1.75 league. Uh, like you said, he's got a, a couple, uh, he's got a game under two points, but he's also got four of six that are in double digits. So, yeah. uh, I just figured he was a nice little piece to try and throw in there that Russ wouldn't care about. Russ is one and six in that league. So, uh, yeah, and I'm with you. I like I like that a lot, and, and he has been coming on. Uh, I I know he's never going to be in that elite, elite, elite tier with, like, Kelsey uh, and where Andrews has been, kind of like that. Uh, but my tight ends in that league also are, like, uh, Pat Fryermuth, who's on IR, uh, Michael Mayer, and Tyler Higby. So, uh, mm. yeah, so it's a nice little upgrade for me, too. And like you said, I thought the price was really fair. So uh made a lot of sense for me, and I'm glad you guys picked the right side. So <laughs> <laughs> Glad we could help. <laughs> but that is our last trade. So that is the end of our show sheets, which means that is the end of our show. Uh, I want to thank uh, Renshaw for coming on. Had a blast tonight talking to you. I also want to thank Andrew for subbing in for us. Uh, always nice um, when when Andrew can come on. Um, and 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 I I, I I always like to have that that third guy to bounce stuff off of. So I appreciate you coming on tonight, Andrew. But Renshaw, before we finish up here, remind everybody who you are, what you do, and where they can find what you do. Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at that Renshaw guy. Um, do the Dynasty Dad podcast. That's at Dynasty Dads, part of the Dynasty Trade Calculator Network. Stop guessing. Start calculating. <laughs> That's right. Thanks for having there me on, go. guys. I, I, I appreciate it. Happy, yeah. happy to to help out and do this. This is always a good time. Yeah, definitely enjoyed it tonight. Um, finish up with our stuff. Make sure you're following the Dap Network at Dap underscore Network. I'm at, uh, at Dynasty FF Attic. Andrew's at Andrew Hall FF. Obviously, Russ is at Dynasty Outhouse. Um, you can also subscribe on YouTube um, to the Dap Network. You won't necessarily get Trade Addicts um, because for that, you need the Patreon. Uh, the uh, Patreon, uh, I'm going to forget it. Um, <laughs> I have it right here. Patreon.com slash Trade Addicts. Duh. Okay. Um, too many Yinglings tonight. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> But if you sign up for the Patreon, you can see our lovely faces as we record, um, as Frank does every week, as Herms did tonight. You can be in the chat. 
and uh, watch us while we're talking about all the stuff here. And uh, I think that's it. I know Russ usually uh, promotes Fantasy Cares, but I'll let him do that next week when he's on. So <laughs> I'm just going to say good night. Thank you for listening to the Great Attic Podcast, a proud member in the Dynasty Attic Podcast Network. Please follow your hosts at Dynasty Haha and at Dynasty FS Attic. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We will catch you next time on the Trade Attic Podcast. Poopy Pan, that is the best. <laughs> Yeah.